Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Hello, everyone. We are live for another edition of the Jeff Gross Podcast. I am joined by a very versatile, very unique, interesting guest. I can't wait to learn more about what he has going on. It is Ben's Antoine from Montreal right now. Ben's, how you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Father life, daddy life. No, no, uh, no sleep, but all good. I'm enjoying everything, every minute of it, and uh, all, all good. Do you uh, do you have any kids yourself? Uh, no, no kids yet. I'm still practicing though. uh, but congrats to you man i'm happy about that yeah thank you it is it's it's cool it's different but um but let's uh let's dive right in here because this is um this is something that you know i've i've heard about overwatch i've i've heard about this this kind of crazy new it's just it's a new world out there with these games and just how everyone with twitch and all all types of different um you know it's it's a really interesting time and for me myself you know i do a lot of uh, twitch with gaming but I, i'm not as familiar with overwatch so I, I, we have a lot to cover i want to i just want to kind of talk about this project how you're, you're known as you've done over you know 100 you, uh, you've, you're an actor you've been on tv shows you've done movies um which i want to touch on but i just kind of want to dive right into the transition with Overwatch, could you talk a little bit about how that came up and what your role is with this uh, very popular character within this, you know, one of the most popular games in the world? How did this come about and how has that been transitioning from an actor, uh, you know, roles to doing this type of this type of role? What that's been like? Just like any amazing thing that happens in your life, I mean, they they happen unexpectedly. Right. So um, Overwatch was just another uh, audition on, you know, in, in a long line of auditions to get through. And it's just like, okay, let's do this one. And then, you know, didn't really think much about it. I never, I had never really done a video game. I never, you know, did a voice for a game before. So, uh, it was sort of like no expectation, you know, which is another way to, to really be successful in this business. It's just to, just to do the work and enjoy the work and, and whatever happens happens. Right. So in this case, uh, when we finally got the call that, you know, it was, it was, it was a positive, which is, you know, very slim percentage, um again going into something without any without any huge expectations it's just like you know they were telling me oh this is huge the fan base is crazy and 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 we were like yeah sure no problem right and then you know lo and behold i mean as soon as even before you know it was an official announcement you know you had so many people on twitter were like speculating and they were like checking my, my Twitter feed and out, you know, what did I post in the recent weeks? Cause you know, I posted some pics of uh, shooting, you know, uh, uh, you know, filming the thing where, you know, I was in New York, did sessions in Montreal and, and they were like investigating my Twitter to find out this is the guy. We think this is the guy because that studio usually works with overwatch. And, and, and then they have journalists calling my manager asking is, is, is Ben's the guy? Cause there was like a, a sort of buzz, you know? And, and, and that's when I knew, wow, this is going to be very different than anything else I'd ever done, you know, because usually you make a movie, there's no buzz until the movie comes out or until the TV show becomes a hit. In this case, the video game's already a hit. So now you're just joining the team, you know, as, as hero number 30, right? So there's 29 other people that, are, that have lived through this, and I just happen to be the lucky one that's living through it now. So it's an amazing journey, my man. 
That's that's really cool. So yeah, it seems. So uh, what I hear you saying is you really didn't you didn't know much about Overwatch or how popular it was. It just kind of was something you auditioned for. It was right place, right time. You nailed it. You got it. And then you kind of are learning as you go how big of a, a I guess cult following almost just how popular, how immersed everyone is in this game. So I mean, it really is like a learn. It's a learning experience for you. And the other part of, and the other part of your question about the transition you had asked between like you know. Being in a, being on a TV show or being or you know playing in a, a role on a film, you know, I mean, to me, if you're an artist, you're an artist. You know, you just try to channel whatever is required of you. So in this case, it was the voice. So you know, you try to bring everything you know from all the years of experience and all the other stuff you've done to try to bring it strictly with the voice. So that was interesting and challenging, but it's 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 almost like you know back to the source, back to the basics, back to theater school, you know, back to controlling your, 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 you know, your breath and your diaphragm and all that boring stuff. Nobody wants to talk about, but that's what you need to do to, 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 to make sure that you can bring the full energy and channel it all into the voice. So for me, it was, it was a fun exercise. Uh, and I was, I was a little nervous, more nervous than usual, um, because of the fact that I was not really experienced at it. But once I got rolling, it was just, uh, it was just second nature. That's awesome. And, and your, so your original background with TV film, I, I saw, I was going through IMDb and you know, that was, uh, from what Romeo must die. That was a big yeah. break for you. That was back in, it looks like 94 maybe, or somewhere. No, 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 don't, don't, don't make me older than I already is. I'm trying to see what year it was, but it was, uh, that, I mean, that's a big movie. That was what DiCaprio, if I remember. And I mean, that was like, a no, not, not DiCaprio. No, yeah. no. Romeo must, must Romeo must die. Which one was that? Wasn't that? Uh, or am I thinking? Of, I'm thinking of a different one. I'm sorry. What? What? Which? That was a big movie, though. Romeo must die. That was Aaliyah. You know, um, oh. Jet Li. Yes. Okay. Then Delroy Lindo. Um, you know, really, that's the film. You know, when you when you're in a club and 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 a girl says, "What do you do?" and you're like, "Oh, I'm an actor," right? But if you don't have this next answer, yeah, then she's not interested. <laughs> so you got to give because you know they're going to ask you, you know what you've been in. And you have to have an answer that they can relate to or search in their mind. Yes. And if they don't have that, then you're just nothing, right? Wait, wait, is so that, Romeo Must Die? That was the more fun one, right? That was kind of like a like a crazy movie, sort of. Why am I? I was thinking like there was one. What's a, I must have been thinking about Romeo and Juliet or something with with the cat. But Romeo Must Die. I have seen this. This was a this was like a crazy version, though, right? It was sort of like a no. Fun it, was, it, was, it was a fun movie with cool cars and cool people and drop kicks. Yeah. And uh, and the real Jet Li. So, uh, yeah, it was it was it was definitely fun, you know, to work on that film. Uh, it was kind of like the first time I was actually I was actually in a movie that anybody around me cared about. Right. So uh, and then from there, I've been fighting to get back there ever since. Right. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. And that, it's a, so you split your time between L.A. and New York, but also where you're in Montreal. How would you how do you break up your time these days with with that? Like, are you you travel a lot? You do you do movies, you do filming stuff. But how, how would you say you allocate your, your time? Is Montreal you still get to spend a lot of time there? My, my, my mom asked me that question every time she sees me. She'd be like, boy, where do you live? <laughs> uh, and, you know, so Montreal is always going to be home. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, in this business, it's not. It's uh, Montreal is 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 uh, is uh, the more you the more you the open opportunities to go to to travel and to be in other cities, the more they pull you back, right? Yep. So then, when you get to you know New York, the more you're not in New York, the more they pull you back. So Montreal's always home, but I end up working a lot more. Uh, I would say Toronto, New York, and then third Montreal. So all depends on on the year and on the vibe. 
and on the projects, right? So I'm actually working on a project. I just wrapped up a project called uh, Dreamland in Montreal. With a, it's a flick uh, starring Gary Oldman. So, uh, you know, it depends on how the ball bounces, my man. It all depends. You know, uh, this year so far, I've had a couple projects in Montreal, so I get to spend time with the fam. That's awesome. Is I mean Montreal. I like I was. Uh, I was. We were just talking briefly before here. That's one of my favorite cities. Truthfully, I think it's it's got one of the only European feels in North America. It's just it's just, it's a such a special city. I've gone. I, I don't even. I've literally gone two to four times since I've gone the last seven years. Give, give me a couple spots you really enjoy to go out there, or restaurants, maybe some low, you know spots that if because uh, if you haven't been to Montreal and you're watching, you got to go to Montreal. It's just it's that great. It, it literally might be my favorite city in the world one of my favorites so give me a couple spots that you just love to go out or go to eat or, or check first out thing, first thing before you recommend anybody come to montreal make sure you let make sure you 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 let them know to come in the summertime that's so correct you're right they're gonna be it's gonna be a whole different ball game yeah right? well here on the flow show man they're at, people are, are people of action so it's may right now it's a good time to go i was assuming they would go the next week or two so yeah give me give me that's that's a good uh clarification though you're right it does get very chilly so come to Montreal, where do you where do you go where would you say send people where would you direct them i mean listen if you come in the in the spring summertime right you have a lot of festivals you have like, you know, the jazz festival, you have like uh, cool spots, like, for example, uh, great restaurants like, uh, you know, Ribbon Reef is a great restaurant out here. You have uh, Kurt Cheval, which is like Horse's Tail, which is a great restaurant out here. I mean, the, the, the restaurants out here are it's, 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 it's an abundance. Right. So to me, it's, it's come to the city when it's warm and you have a great time and you'll see the most beautiful women in the world. That is 100 percent, even more than in Miami. I, I got. I will have to say this. A disclaimer: My wife's Brazilian. I, I, I got a thing for Brazil, but Montreal. It is a. It's a. It's that's a fair statement. There are some unbelievable women there, and you, maybe there's a reason you're not married yet, man. You're still. You're still enjoying having some good times. I don't blame you. I'm not mad at you. I always said if I were single, I think I would live in Montreal and just kind of you know do my Twitch and hang out there. It is. A, it's a special city. It's a real treat, and you know, man, you're you're lucky. That that is a that is the place to be. I I, I gotta say, man, you, you figured it out. So that's uh, you know, I, I gotta I gotta say, man, you're you got you're onto something there. So again, if, you, if you're if you're a single man and you want to go and, and spend some time somewhere nice in May, it's a, it's a good place to go. Hey, so. hey, don't get me in trouble now. Now you now you let everybody know I'm single. Uh -oh. you know I mean? you gotta leave the mystery out there. All right, fair I'm making oh, assumptions. Not. I'm making assumptions. I'm sorry. You're right. I don't know that. And I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you talk about that or not. Um, all right. So Montreal, amazing place. I saw. So you grew up. You got you. You were you're from you're you were born and raised in Montreal or you're in. I see your Haitian background. Or your mother was. Uh, Haitian. Yeah. So, so that's what's cool about um, the Overwatch character is that um, uh, Baptiste is, is is a Haitian character. So that's why my mom, my mom, my family's from Haiti, but I was born in Montreal raised in Montreal, so I spent a lot of time out here. But uh, the Haitian descent is obviously very strong. So when the characters come up and they give you a chance, you know, to to um, to pay homage to, uh, to to where your family's from, to where your to where your parents are from, it's always like a, it's it's a pleasure. So it was a treat. It was great playing that role. And I had to tap in and speak to the speak to the family to make sure I was pronouncing the words properly because Baptiste has some Haitian lines, has some Creole lines in the video game. So that's another thing that's very cool about it is that a lot of people have never heard while playing a video game their native tongue. So to me, when when the Overwatch people came up and said, hey, would you be comfortable, you know, saying some lines in Creole? I was like, hell yeah. So, 
it's uh it's been it's been a crazy ride so yeah definitely born and raised in montreal and uh but i'm a world traveler as you know man that's that's awesome and talk, so yeah there was i had someone was mentioning there was some controversy or not or just some how the name was pronounced or there was like yeah people well, like really like people are really into it and it was like a big deal even a little little difference in how it was said or the way you spun it but then they kind of liked it is that what well, how did I mean, that the thing is this i mean you know the guy's name is batiste okay right? and but that's in french people in english they would normally pronounce the p which would be baptiste Mm-hmm. So when they asked me, they're like, hey, how would you say it? I said, well, I would say, I'd say with the P, I'd say Baptiste. Yeah. Then people online that, you know, love the game, they want to make sure they're saying it right. They're like, wait a minute, this is a French character from Haiti. I think it should be Baptiste, but the but the actor said Baptiste. So I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> that's, that's me learning about, you know, how precise these people are. Right. And you know what? I love it because it forces you to be on point. So then I had to really think about it and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is it? You know, why did I? Why was my first instinct to say it with a P? Because I was obviously the characters communicating in English, right? In English, I couldn't really think of a word with a silent P. So to me, I'm like, wait, I didn't make a mistake. I just have to make to make everybody know that there is no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Technically, like, I made a little video, got like about a hundred thousand views. I was like, a hundred thousand views for me sitting in yeah. this talking, right? Wow. So I'm like, hey, you, if you want to say it with the P, you can. If you want to say it without the P. You can. Let's not fight about it. Let's split it in half and call him Baps. Oh, so that there you go. everybody's happy. I like it, man. That's it's amazing. Like if that right there doesn't show you how popular, how diehard people are for this game. I mean, again, Overwatch, like I've heard about it. I'm not as familiar with it, but I've, I've gotten into a, a bit more understanding this world. And it's I mean, it's it is amazing how intense, how popular. I mean, they're giving they're giving scholarships in the USA for gaming for gamers now i mean there's like gaming's getting so big it's so massive these teams. gamers yeah everything i gotta go back to school yeah man they're literally giving scholarships the big 10 they have leagues they got these they have league of legends other games where they're actually giving full ride scholarships now for gaming it's getting out of hand i'm i'm it blows my mind every day i'm learning new stuff i mean this to me this is incredible though to see how this you know how this can progress and how you can how this like you know you have actors tv stars that are getting into these to the games now and what a cult following it is it's really really incredible i'm looking back at some of your other some of your other stuff like um let's see the the get rich or die trying how how was that was that what type of uh experience like what was your i guess i want to talk i mean those are some of the bigger ones i'm seeing romeo must die these these movies but how uh was there any of those that like stood out for you not necessarily maybe it wasn't the biggest of all of those titles, but what, which one was your most impactful or the one where you really enjoyed maybe the most your experience being on I one mean, of those? I would those say, movies? I mean, every time you have the opportunity to play in, in a big project where everybody's going to want to see it, yeah. it's obviously a blessing, right? So for me, when I started this game many, many years ago, um, I only wanted to be in one film. I wanted to be in one film so my friends could be like, wow, you're cool. <laughs> that was that was my motivation. I know it sounds a little crazy, no, but man, that's it's like poker too. You want to hit a big score. You want to be on TV. You want people to know what you're doing. It's it's not even about that. It's more for about like just a, it's like uh, you know justifying what you do. You want people to Absolutely. realize like what you're doing. It's not just some you're not like it's similar to poker. I would guess like acting too. It's very difficult to really do it. And when people say that, it's like kind of a bizarre. It's not like your traditional route. So when you're mm-hmm. able, you kind of need to let people know like I'm actually successful. Exactly. I, I'm a real like this isn't just a pipe dream. 
stream. I'm not just out here on a, I'm, I really am doing what I say I'm doing and I love, I do, I love what I do and I'm, and I made it as in I, I was able to do it. So I can relate to that a lot. Yeah. You know, so at that time I was watching a movie called Juice, right? Starring Tupac, the late Tupac. And I was watching the movie and I'm like, man, would it be cool if I could, if I could be in the movie? Yeah. So that's how, that's how it started. So for me, the, the film that allowed me to be in a film that anybody would really want to see, because Romeo Must Die was kind of like a surprise. People didn't really know I was going to be in the film, right? So now, Get Rich or Die Trying with 50 Cent that you mentioned, yeah. that was the first time I would say that I didn't have to tell anybody that I was in the film or I didn't have to uh, beg all my friends to go or tell my mom, would you know, stop falling asleep on my projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they wanted to see it, you know, and there was, I was in the trailer. So that would be, that will always hold a special place for me because that's when I realized that success sometimes comes with hate. Because as soon as you now, you start to, you know, get some success, you start to realize, all right, there's some people that are riding with me, but there's some people that never really thought I would get to this point, and now you see their true colors. So I think that's part of the managing, too, of this whole riding for success or trying to trying to fulfill your dreams. Always be careful, you know, about who's coming with you, because you never know what the real reason, what their, what their motivation is, you know, for them wanting to be around you. Absolutely. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So and in terms of um, movies versus the TV type series, what ratio you say you've been in over 100 film and television? What would be the breakdown? Like what percent is would you say is a half and half TV versus? Um, um, I mean, in terms of I mean, for me, I only count like the really big, big, big movies. OK. Right. So those are those are few and far between. They might be like. I don't know, maybe like 10 of those. Right. And then a bunch of TV movies. But TV movies and TV shows, to me, I, I lump into one thing. So to me, I look at it like this. It's either it's a project that you can that you can name when you're in a club, when a woman asks you what you've been in. <laughs> if you can't name it, then, then it's on the other one. So okay. there's two categories, the big ones and the smaller ones, right? So it's about, I would say about 70, 30. I say about 30, 30 projects that people can actually relate to and say, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And then the other ones, you know, sometimes they just have to, they're, they're great projects, but they end up basically supporting you all, you know, along the journey. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I got a couple questions in the chat quickly. DJ, uh, he said, ask uh, Rubens if he plays, well, I don't know why he's saying, ask Rubens if he plays poker. People want to know, are you playing poker out there? We already, I, I've touched on this. So he, I know, I know the answer. Wait, but wait, I wanna... wait, wait, wait. First of all, he's using, if he's using my government name, I want to know because Ben's is short for Rubens. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's why I was like, when he said it, I didn't, yeah, he said, ask I'm Rubens like, if he plays like, poker. Is, is this guy working for the IRS? What's Who happening, man? my government name? There's information everywhere, man. It's, uh, there's no yeah. one safe. Hide your wife, hide your kids. This is, this guy's <laughs> out here asking. So they want to know, have you, do you play any poker? I mean, listen, I like to, I like to participate in things or partake in things that I'm actually good at. So I'll say I'm in training. I'm in my poker training. My manager is is an expert poker player, as you probably know. Yes, you probably know. So he's my mentor. So give me, give me, give me, give me a couple of months, and I'm gonna come for you, boss. I'm All coming right, for you. I like it. Listen, I, I might maybe on. Um, I'm I'm in Montreal, May 20th to the 27th. I don't know what your schedule is like, but there's a there's a really big tournament there. There's actually a couple special events going on during that time. I I'll check in with Josh and and talk to you. See maybe you come up for a night and check it out. I think you'd like it. It's a really yeah. exciting vibe. There's I mean, actually, I, ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna whip your ass that quickly because I need time to prepare. I'll get but you. An, if, listen, if we play poker, I'll give you a free roll situation. 
situation. Only you can win. There's zero loss. Like that. That's what I would do for you. I don't want to put you in with the wolves, man. So yeah. Now we're now we can. All right, we're on the same page. So DJ, to answer your question, Ben's Ben's or I guess Rubens, as you said, is not yet playing, but um, he he's open to it. Uh, someone else asked if you like boxing or UFC. Oh, wait, wait a minute. If I, you mean if I prefer one over the other? If he likes boxing or, I don't know, that's the question. If he likes boxing or UFC, so either, either one. I love all sports. I'm a big sports fan. So I love boxing and I love UFC, depending on who's fighting, of course, right? right. So if I had to pick, I would say it's a draw. Mm-hmm. For example, oh, I mean, five, ten years ago, I would say boxing for sure. Right. But in terms of nowadays, you know, there's a lot of heat right now with with a lot of great fighters uh, on the other side. So I'm kind of torn between both. So I got I got love for both sports. It all depends now. On, and that's why it was great when Mayweather and McGregor came together. Yeah. Mayweather and, and McGregor came together, put on a good show. But that was in his form. Yeah. See, uh, he, 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 he had to have it in the boxing ring. But now I would love to see if a boxer would have the nerve. I don't think they would have the nerve to go in the cage because the cage is legit. That's like for real. That's yeah, like, don't life, that. life or so death. I don't know for the question. Yeah. You can get some, you get some big trouble there. Um, give me, give me a couple of restaurants that you enjoy in Montreal. Give me your top couple. Just name a couple that come to mind, man. I, I'm impressed by the food in Montreal. I, I have so many restaurants and so many great places there. Give me, give me, I guess even what type of food, not necessarily a restaurant. What, what would like, what genre of food is your favorite? And if you have a few that you could, that you could rattle off in Montreal. I know that I know that you like to eat. You might you 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 eat a lot. I, I just had a I just had a, a chef on on my show the other day from Montreal, Antonio oh, yeah. Park. I don't know if you know Park Sushi, but yeah. he's really Absolutely. good. Yeah, that's that's my buddy from there, and I love his restaurant. Uh, I go there almost every time I go there. So I don't. All know right, that. there you go. So when you come to Montreal, we're gonna go down and we're gonna say hi to the man. Yes. All right, and and give give me a couple though. Do you got one or two go tos? Um. Okay. Listen. So you talk about my favorite food. I mean, it's too many to list. Okay. I mean, I love, I love, I love Portuguese. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a spot in the Mile End, which is like uh, sort of north of north of downtown. Um, and the restaurant's actually called Mile End. You can't forget that. Okay. Um, it's Portuguese chicken, uh, which is, I think, the best Portuguese chicken in town. Um, I already mentioned to you Ribbon Reef. That's a the fancy spot. You know, it's a little fancy steak if you want a good yep. steak. And I then, heard of that one actually. That sound that does that sounds nice. I, I yeah. haven't been there. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, and then a third one depends on. I mean, if people want to try a little flavor, there's there's a Haitian restaurant that I would like to shout out called uh, Bombagai. Mm-hmm. Bombagai is a restaurant that is uh, in the east end of Montreal that has great Haitian food. So uh, shout them out if somebody wants to, you know, break the mold a little bit and get some flavor. So those are my top three for now. I love it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to put those on the list. I will try to check that out. And yeah, like I said, if you're there, maybe we get a little poker in or we go out one night. We'll see. I mean, I'll let you know if uh, if your schedule's open. I'll let you know when I'm there. It'd be nice to yeah. meet in person. Um, I want to well, look a little, I want to look a little more on your 
looking back on some, some of the earlier times, because to me, the most interesting thing and in, in different careers and past, whether you're a, you know, a chef, an actor, play poker, whatever you do to do it passionately and do it with love. And, and I'm very interested in people that emerge and become successful and kind of the drive and what, you know, what, what motivates them, but also what was maybe a turning point. Cause I would imagine, you know, this isn't something you just got picked up off the street one day, like someone saw a thing and said, Hey, like, you know, you got to do acting. You got to go through school. You got to put the time in. There's not, it's not all glamorous. It's not all fun. Is there a moment or a time when you were, you were really grinding that you were going through and then you had a moment? Was there like a, was there a moment that stands out where you got that, that call? Was it like a great performance you put on? Was it a, was it right place, right time? Like what, what's like a, the moment in time where you like clicked in and you said, all right, I'm an actor now, like where you got your first role. (laughs) Like tell me about, tell me about like that experience that kind of shifted you from where you were just one in the pack, you know, of the hungry, you know, trying to make it as an actor that then you became like, all right, I can really do this. Was there a moment that sort of, you, you remember that's triggered you? For me, it's interesting you say that because, and some people know about this if they read up on me, um, but I actually did get started kind of like a, kind of like a fluke, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I was dating this girl who was an actress. She asked me to take her to her audition tomorrow. At that time, I was a rapper. We could talk about that. Oh yeah, too. I got that on my list. Don't worry, I, see that. <laughs> I already have that noted. Yep. And then, and then I was like, you know, all right, sure, I'll take it to your audition. And when we got to the audition the casting director came out and said, all right, so you ready to go in? I'm like, I'm not going in there. And she's like, yeah, I need you. I need some people like you. I mean, what you mean people like me? She's like, I need, like, you know, and then, you know what she was saying, right? Yeah. So I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going in. So she started walking away. And then when she got really far in the background, I was like, well, what is it? Yeah. So then she came back, showed it to me. I'm like, I could do that, no problem. So make a long story short, I read it. I got the part. She did not. Oh, we broke goodness. up. That was- <laughs> Salt. There was a little salt. She was a little, little salty about. I mean, that. I don't know what happened, but it just might have been a coincidence. But I mean, she, we didn't, you know, we're great friends now, so it's all good. But back then, it was like that's it. So, so, so you, wait, you got the part, and you weren't doing any acting. This was like totally never. off the cusp. You had no never. intention of acting. Never. So then, wow. Never. So then I did that. She said, "All right, cool. Now you got to come back tomorrow because I was dressed up. You know, I was more like a, I look like a traditional young rapper guy, right? Okay. So she said, "You got to come back tomorrow." wearing a suit. Yeah, come back tomorrow wearing a suit. And then, uh, so I came back, got the part, right? And then um, when I got, and to answer your question, when I got on the set, because I had no idea how you were going to get paid or how, I was like, this is a cool thing to do. Yeah. Then they showed me what I was going to get paid. And I said, wait a minute, you're going to pay me that to say these words. And that's it. <laughs> you, know commercial, you, know, you know that Ikea commercial when she says, start the car, start the car. Yeah. I was like, yo, Sign me up. Yeah, I want more of that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's when I started, man. I had no really, I didn't know that, I mean, how hard it was going to be. I didn't know how long it would take. I thought maybe within two, three years, I'd catch Denzel and be done, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> and then 25 years later, right? obviously, Denzel is out of reach, right? Still, right? Okay. But, but along the way, you find out that, you know what? You love what you do. And, you know, you you have to love what you do in order to be successful. And then it becomes more about you than about, you know, what you thought it was at the beginning. Right. It's sort of like a a gut check. You have to check, figure out, hey, do I really want this? It's like almost like a daily thing where a lot of people don't realize that it's a tough game. Right. Um, And you have to persevere and and not to be cheeky or anything, but it's true. If you really want it, uh, you're like this. 
You have to go all in. You yeah. can't be like dropping a couple chips at a time. If you want to do it, you think you can do it, you believe in yourself, you're ready to put in the work, you got to go all in. And that's what I always tell anybody who asks me, like, oh, you know, what advice do you have for me? So I say, listen, if you really believe it and you think you can do it, you got to go all in because it's a marathon. And I think that's what, if I had heard that at 20, I might not have, you know, stayed in the game. Honestly, I might not have stayed in the game, but right. I didn't hear that at that time. And when you're, when you're at that age, you just see the, the finish line. You don't really realize how long it takes to get there. Whereas now, you know, you're a little more seasoned. You've been running the race for many, many years. And you're like, man, I'm still not at the finish line. But there is no finish line. I think that's another thing, too. You have to sort of enjoy the journey, right? So I think that's, that's what's the most important thing is that now, finally, I'm enjoying the journey and I'm accepting everything that comes with it. That's awesome. Yeah, man, I, I can I relate to that a lot. What you're saying, that's totally true. Um, the so just to, just to clarify, you get this part, you get you see it's pretty lucrative money for what it. You know, you're talking about doing a few lines uh, uh, from a script, and now you got you're getting paid. You're like, wow, this is great. And I mean, you have to kind of think it's pretty cool that you're raw. Like there's no, there's no practice. No, you just got picked up without any training, any, you know, that's kind of like going in. If you play poker the first time and you win like a tournament or a sit and go, or you do well. And it's kind of like, all right, like I, I might have some natural ability here, but I, of course I could get better by working on it. So how, Absolutely. then what did you then hop into classes? I, I see that you went to school in Montreal, yes. it's like you were in so economics, but then you, you kind of hopped in and, and started taking courses with, in Montreal at college? Yeah, what happened, was, what happened was after, you know, I, I got like two roles in a row. I got my, my first audition I booked, my second audition I booked. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh man, I'm flying. Then came the reality. Right. Where you're not getting it. Where they're asking you to do stuff and you don't really know what they're asking you to do because you don't really have the requisite training to succeed. You can succeed like on your raw ability, but you need to hone those skills. So I did end up going to theater school because I said to myself, you know, what if I meet uh, Robert De Niro one day? What if I meet Scorsese one day? What if I meet Morgan Freeman one day? And what am I going to tell them if, if, I got, if I don't even know what I'm doing? So I ended up going to theater school, uh, learning, you know, a monologue, a Shakespearean monologue, and doing all sorts of stuff that I never thought I would do, you know, uh, working on the chakras and all types of stuff that nobody wants to hear about. And then... And then um, I did that. And then once I felt I was ready to, to, to rock and roll and get back in this game, I jumped out. And I've been running ever since, man. So, yeah, definitely have to hone your skills if you want to keep going. Because the first time might be, you know, beginner's luck. Now you have to make sure uh, to do the things that will help you recreate that luck all the way through. So uh, it's definitely a journey, my man. Absolutely. And, and talk, and talk about the, the, I see that you did spend, it says two years as a rapper in that rap and R and B group, the freshman released on MCA in 1994. Talk, what, what's that about? You were, you were one of the, it was a band, a, gr I mean, a group a rap. How many people were in the group and what was that experience? So there was three of us in the group and I quickly realized, um, when we were shooting our first video, which was actually interestingly enough, which was in Miami. Uh, we shot our video in Miami. If you can, if you ever look it up on YouTube, you can find it maybe. Um, and then while we're shooting the video, so it's supposed to be the most exciting time of your life. And people kept saying, Hey, what you guys, you guys shooting a movie? And then I'm like, wow, no, but that, that sounds cool. I'm like, the camera's cool. Being here is cool, but there's a stupid little machine spitting out music. I don't want to do that anymore. And so right in my first video, I knew like, okay, I, I need to do shit. I need to 
to figure out what I want to do. So it was a great time. It was a short time. Uh, we had some good success. Uh, but unfortunately, the money wasn't coming. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I got to get paid. Yep. So once once, once the tra- I transitioned very quickly from rapping into, into the acting thing, and then I'm like, okay, here we can work with it. And so I think that's also the skill set to figure out where you need to be at a particular time, right? Because the, 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 the universe might take you somewhere to teach you something or to, to, to nudge you in a certain way, right? And then it's up to you to figure out what choices you will make to support that, right? Because you might make the wrong choice for yourself as opposed to the right choice. For me, I realized I, I, was, I was 20 years old. I'm like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. I can't be rapping on this stage and doing all types of stuff and not there's no revenue behind it. So um, thankfully, I, I was able to find my, uh, find my way very early in life. And so now it's just a question of just, you know, keep running that marathon and, and enjoying the journey. That's that's yeah, that's that's cool. Though. It's also an experience. I'm sure it's one of those things you, you tried it. You, you got to got to see it. And, you know, it was uh, it's good to have that. It's good to know and, and get that experience. I'm sure there are a lot of valuable lessons and things you learned with that. Do you still keep in touch with those members of the group? Were they were those kind of like were those friends that you guys formed a group or did it kind of come up where you were it just sort of like you popped in um, to, to fill in together? Or was that like your buddies that you grew no, up with? And- no, we were legit buddies. Uh, and we're still we're still friends to this day, but you know people grow. And yeah, of course, yeah. They grow, right. So uh, the three of us, uh, we're planning a reunion. We're actually might be planning a, a freshman reunion tour. So you never know, man. We might be in a spot near you. Might have to come down. I want to see you in the front row. Oh, if that happens, if it's in Miami, man, man, I'm, I'm in. in and you know you got to do your research. And we'll get- I love it, man. I love it. I, I I would definitely like to see that. That's uh that's something that I think is that that must be in it, man. To to go up in front of people and and perform and rap, it, that's got to be that's got to be a lot of fun. I, I would imagine that that's uh that's got to be electric. It's similar to acting, but different in a lot of ways as well. So you know, I think yeah, yeah. One, one of the thing about acting, um, my you know, my understanding too is. It sounds very. It's, it's like to be an actor. It's cool. Like it's just it's like a cool thing. It's fun. It's it's different. It's 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 engaging. But you know, how is it being on set or doing a lot of the times? Because a lot of times it's a lot of role. Like from my understanding, I have a friend in the business um, who's explained to me a lot of times. There's some some standing around or you know you're doing a lot of acting like is, is it actually on set like are the days really long is it is it some i mean are some some smoother than others like how many takes do you know does it is it uh what's like the vibe on set in a lot of these places is, is it really vary from place to place or you know are some some sometimes it's kind of boring is it fun like are you joking around like what's the give me a vibe of like just give me an example of one of the one of the well, movies you've been on like what it's like when you're on a day of shooting yeah, so if you're if you're on like a big project like a film, um, things things might go a little slower. So there'll be a lot of downtime because you know they, they take a lot of time to set up the shots, and there's a, there's a, there's a lot a, a lot of preparation that goes into every single shot and every single moment. So yeah, there is a lot of downtime, but the downtime is I mean you use it to you know number one get into your character. Once you have that, you know you have to get into costume, got to get into your hair, got to get into stuff. You socialize, you, you, you know, I think it calms you down. I don't think you realize it at the time, but now having, when I look back on on those times, if they would have threw me in two hours into the day, I might've been so nervous and I would have been probably worse as opposed to six hours. Now you're sort of so over it, right? You're like, man, when are we going to get to this thing? And then now somehow you can better perform because 
all the nervous energy has left your body. And now you can actually get down to the work. So a lot of times, you know, even in, in, a, in an audition setting, when you're auditioning for a job, you have to sort of try to get to that point where the nervous energy leaves your body so you can actually perform. I remember Laurence Olivier, the great Laurence Olivier, used to say he was so nervous that he would have to say, he, he would talk to himself and he would say, listen, the big Lawrence has a job to do. So I need you to leave me alone and let me do my job. Or something like that. I'm not a great paraphraser. But if you look it up, it's like something great. Like he was, to know that somebody so great, so renowned at his job was so nervous that he literally had to, had to ask for the nervous Lawrence to, to basically shut up, stop making noise so he can do his job. And so, you know, I think that's the kind of energy that, you know, you try to tell yourself when you're on a long day or on set and then you realize, but not every day is necessarily long. It depends on your role. Right. If you have a, a huge role, you might have a long day because you're in every scene. Some people start off like I did with a very small role. So you might have to come in. You're like a waiter. You're, you're like a, a doorman. Uh, you come in, you do your thing. It might take a few hours and you're done because you're only in that one scene. So I think the number of scenes predicates how long you're going to be there. But yes, absolutely. Hurry up and wait, I think, is the, is the, is the actual quote from the business. Is definitely uh, 95% of the times it does work that way where you end up sitting around, lounging around, uh, waiting for your turn. So absolutely. That, that is truth. That is not myth. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, it sounds still like it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's got to be cool going to a movie set, going to locations, and and being in, in being involved in a big project, and then kind of seeing how it all gets pieced together. It, it has to be really cool. I want to ask you about um, your concentration in terms of success. Do you work on concentration? Do you meditate? Um, how much? How much ty- type of preparation stuff like that do you do? Do you do you kind of touched on that with? trying to calm down or, or, you know, it can be a little bit intense or, you know, do you do some of that? Do you have preparation? Do you have a routine on days that you're acting or, or performing? Do you have a, do you have a meditation type routine or anything that uh, you do to concentrate? The meditation that I do, I mean, I can't speak to, for others. Yeah. It more so to help me understand what's happening in life and how this pertain, how my chosen path, how it fits in, to the real world, into my life. So the meditation that I do is more for for that, you know, in order to to, to be grounded, to sort of understand that hey, this like I said before, this is a journey. You can't control when things will happen. See, when I started this game, I was a huge control freak. But obviously, this is not the game that you that you can control. You can't control when they're going to call you, if they're going to call you, if they're going to like you, if they're going to choose you. So you have to sort of have to have a, a sort of uh, depth of understanding that, hey, even if they don't choose you, you're still great. And I think that's that's something that uh, that the late Luke Perry used to always say. One of the, one of the uh, greatest things that, I, that I've, when I used to watch him on TV, he used to always come on and he, he would always make a point of this. He would always say, no matter how many times they tell you no, it's got nothing to do with you. Now, I understand that today, but yeah. when he said it, I didn't understand what he meant. I'm like, why is he even talking about no when he's a huge star on a huge show, right. you know, great things. But he knew that the, those words are important, right? So you have a responsibility to you, – you, it's not like you're discouraging anybody from, you know, getting into the game. But you got to tell them, right? If somebody comes in into like a poker situation and they, and they hit it big right away, okay, congratulations. You, you know, you won. Don't think it's going to be like this all the time, right? This is tough. And yeah. I think that 
uh, for him saying that to me, uh, saying, I felt he was talking to me because I was like trying to understand it, right? And I think the meditation aspect for me is more to sort of understand that it's all good. Whether it's a yes, whether it's a no, it's, it doesn't diminish your value right. as a being. And I think the better human being you can become, the better artist you can become. You know, if you focus too much on the art, you're not really going to be well-rounded. I think a lot of uh, artists in general, not actors, sometimes get so consumed with the work, they don't realize that in order to continue doing great work, like it's, it's like a musician. They might have a great album in them, one, and then they're so consumed with that success or what happens around that time, then you're like, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? Why did they come out with another great album? Because they, they might have only had one in them. Right. And I think if you continue to continue to grow and continue to, 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 uh, to accept what the universe brings, then you might have more stuff to bring back into your, into your craft. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you can, I think it's so cool because you can really, it's very similar to a lot of, like, you could, you could talk about athletes or, yeah, I mean, you could, poker, of course, like these metaphors, you can look at it in a lot of different ways. And it is a mental, it's very mental to to deal with the highs and lows and to sort Mm -hmm. of realize that everything's not always going to be, you know, perfect or you, you do some great thing you, you can't really compare everything to that at all times you just have to kind of do your best and and, re, and just you know not and block out some of that noise which can be it can be hard once you hit certain levels or you you do certain things to get back to that like an olympic athlete or uh you know even like an, any athlete or anything you or when you win a big poker tournament it's not going to always be like that you're going to not most of the time you can't really control some of the things are out of your control you can only do your best and you know i, I think that's yeah it's really important to have have an understanding of that and, and try to put that in perspective. Um, I do want to also ask about sleep and just kind of random, but I was just thinking about this. Like, is there, uh, have you ever had like a, a time where you have a really bad night's sleep or you're sick and you have to perform because it's kind of one of those things in these movies and, and, and stuff like, or the show has to go on, right? Like you're there, you get sick, you're cast for a role or you just didn't sleep at night and you look tired or you feel tired. Have you ever had any, do you ever have trouble kind of going to sleep the night before like a big role or a big shoot or like, have you ever had any issues with that? Cause that, that seems to be, you know, a lot of like, I guess with Overwatch, when you do voiceovers, it's probably a little easier cause you're not on camera, but you know, when, when you're on camera and you got to look your best and feel your best, like, I don't know. I just feel like that could be a little bit stressful sometimes. I mean, and that's a great question. When you, anytime it's the first day, first day of school, first day at work, yeah. first date, right? Yeah. It's, the firsts are always tough. In our business, it's a first every time you get a new job. Every right. time you get another role, it's always the first. So me personally, I don't sleep the, the day before I, my first day. I just don't sleep, period. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not out doing anything. I'm not like partying. I'm not doing, I'm not drinking, but I just don't sleep because it's so much stuff going on because you're always trying to prove yourself and you always want to make sure that you're not the imposter, you know, that, that it shows you. And now you're like, wait a minute, you know, uh, many times, you know, I've, I've called I was like, yo, I think I'm more, I think, I don't think, I'm, you know, because you're so, so wound up because right? you want to perform, you want them to. You want them to feel as though they made the right choice because they don't always know, right, if they made the right choice. So you want to make sure that they leave the encounter thinking, yeah, we definitely made the right choice. So sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So for me personally, although I don't recommend this, but honestly, I don't sleep the day before my first. But after that, once I get in, like I always tell people, I said, I'm very, I get, I learn 
very quickly. Once I get accustomed to the to the scenario, to the situation, uh, regardless of what it is, I'm way better the second time around. So okay. that's how I that's how I deal with it. But uh, it's not maybe the best way to deal with it. But I guess you have to be honest. You know, you can't like some people block stuff out and pretend like they don't feel it. Like I always see like like a boxer. You know, they might act like they're not scared or they might act like they're tough. But in reality, they're not really living the moment. They're not really grounded in the feeling. It's okay to be scared. Sometimes you, you're, uh, GSP used to always say, uh, G- uh, George St. Pierre. Yeah, Montreal guy too, say, right? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I, he, he always said, I'm scared. Of course I'm scared. Every time I'm going to fight, I'm scared. But then I fight back. And I think that that's why, for me, I'm a big sports guy. I know you are as well. And so is Josh. It's like, it's one of those things where I use the metaphors, you know, in terms of not only the preparation that athletes have to go through, but they're probably the most positive people in the world because they probably hear no more than actors do. Like, they, they, it's no. Like, they can't even make their varsity team, let alone get a scholarship, let alone make it to the pros and then last in the pros. So all that stuff is their, their mindset, why I appreciate athletes so much. Um, you know, nobody thought Tiger Woods was going to win that tournament. No matter how many majors he won, you know, his real masters, nobody but himself, probably, probably not even his girlfriend, probably not even his mom would actually would say, yeah, he's going to win. But he never, clearly, he never stopped believing. And to me, sometimes you're the only one believing and you have to keep going. Yes. So, of course, once you get that, it's, it's, it's admirable and it's definitely inspirational. You know, uh, when Serena Williams and Michael Jordan are like saying hey, you, that Tiger's an inspiration, that tells you how huge that is because they're elite level. And they're looking at Tiger saying, wow, that was amazing. I'm looking at that and I'm going to share something with you that I haven't shared with anybody. Okay. This is the premiere. This is only for the, for the for the for your podcast. Okay, right. I like it. I cried. I cried when Tiger won, man. I cried. I wasn't there. I was just watching, but I cried. He didn't even cry, but I cried because in my mind, I'm like, you see all that go. You know all the work that goes into it, and to have that happen. He used to be almost that he was hated when, when he was when he was on top of his game. He was hated. He was like a he was throwing temper. Tantrums, and then you know, people are like, yeah, he's great, but he's like a baby, or he's this, or he's that. Then he went through that whole downswing, and then now you more you sort of root for him to win. So you, he ended up having a lot of people rooting for him to win, and I and I was one of those people. So you know, don't tell anybody I cried, but. All right, no, we just, the cat's yeah, out the worry. bag, right? Yeah, yeah, no, we won't. We will, maybe we'll make a we'll make a special clip of that. I'm with you, man. I, I I felt the power of that because it's. I think it's true in in everything. People love to build people up in in the U.S. in general and in the world. You know, people love to make stars. They love to bring them down. Like it's kind of you know, like he got he was at the high of the highs, brought down to the low of the lows, and to see that kind of comeback and the mental, you know, the the toughness it takes and to have to believe it really it is powerful. I mean, that's a power powerful powerful moment a powerful message for i think everyone out there so i i i totally get it man i I felt the same way i was very very passionate very moving moment to see that happen and just to to be able to do that on the biggest stage too i mean at the at the masters it's pretty incredible stuff so um yeah absolutely um i want to ask you about your brothers so you have uh you're one of you have two other brothers or three you're you're one of three uh so i have have a brother one brother who is a uh, who's a singer okay He's he's going through that thing too, where 
you know, grinding out, you know, you're, you know, you make great music, uh, you know, you're talented, but it's just such a tough business to crack into, especially, especially these days, you know, it was hard before, but now it's like, it's hard for anybody to tell, to separate, as they say, the real from the phony, right? Yeah. There's so many people making music and on their computers and stuff. So, I mean, he keeps plugging away and love the kid and, and he's very talented. Uh, if you want to look him up, if, any, if anybody wants to look him up out there, the name of his group, because he's in a group as well, the, his name of his group is called Lucas Teague. How Lucas do you spell it? L-U-C-A-S? L-U-C-A-S, and then the uh, second word is T-E-A-G-U-E. I'm Teague. sorry, say it one more time. I'm going to type it in the YouTube chat. Te- right, so Lucas Teague, yep. T-E-A-G-U-E. All right, Lucas Teague, okay. Sweet, yeah, I'll check that out. So he, that's, he's been in for a while now? He's, he, he has a group oh, yeah. or he's his own? No, no, he's he's he has a group. He's a the there uh he's uh he writes his own songs, makes his own music. Uh they they do a lot of uh harmonies uh with their voices and they're so talented that people don't believe that they're not using autotune. See, right. this is where technology goes wrong, right? Technology is great, right? Because we can talk from a distance and have great communication, great audio, great you know what I mean, all that. Yeah. That's fantastic. But then the flip side, and from an artistic standpoint, is, yeah, but so many people have access now that we don't know what's real and what's phony. Yeah. So I've been taking them to meetings, uh, you know, at labels, and they literally, you know, ask them to sing live right now because we think it's auto-tune. Right. You know? Yeah, and there's and a lot I, of that out there. It is hard to tell now because it, it, it's true. There's so much of that. It's, it's like a blessing and a curse with the technology now, and it, it, for sure. I, uh, I That's got to be cool, though. So you're the oldest, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. You're, the, you're the oldest yeah. of your brothers, so you got to be – that's inspirational. I mean, that's cool to have one of your brothers be in similar type of entertainment kind of industry and follow in your footsteps. I'm sure he looks up to you and has followed your career and, and sees that, and that's cool I'm, to be able to, to help and support and, and give advice on that. How, what's the age? How many years difference? Uh, he's five years younger than I am. Okay. So we're not going to get numbers, but he's five years younger than me. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so that's that's awesome, man. That's cool to see that you're uh, – and, and so, but you guys have a good relationship, your brothers? You guys are – you guys – Oh, yeah, because you know what? I mean, we mesh, you know, artistically, right? So to me, what's good about that business, uh, music business, is he can hit any time. Yep. You know, it's not like he has to build – build a house like I had to do for, for 25 years, building momentum, trying to, you know, make the right moves. You have one song and that song can take you straight to the top. So uh, I hope it happens for him. But again, being cognizant of the journey, even if it doesn't, you're still happy and you're still uh, proud of what you can do as an artist. That's yeah, that makes a lot. That's, that's beautiful. I think, um, I think it's, it's, again, we touch on it in terms of, loving what you do and being passionate i want to make sure we have a lot of questions from uh fans i guess fans from your side as well as people that watch my show are asking i want to make sure we'd spend some time and go through because i saw some really good ones Uh, i just want to say in terms of um having fun is there any trick like how much do you is it something that you just love? Like, is it fun on every, I mean, I'm sure there's times that aren't fun, like poker for as well, like studying isn't necessarily fun or, or trying to learn and do some of the stuff. But overall, would you say, how do you have fun with your, in, with your job? I mean, you love what you do. It, that's obvious. You're passionate. You've got to kind of have to be, but how, how does that work for you? How do you, how do you kind of like what, what aspect of it is fun or what, what do you do? Some tricks or things you do that just, you know, make it that you enjoy. Do you have any like games or type of ways? that you practice or rehearse like is there certain things that you do that that you would say are, are you know 
to make it fun for you? What in in your career? Um, to me, you know, and I didn't know this when I started. There's a lot of just like in every business. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of uh, things that are less desirable, right? What what we do in our business is we try to like I had a director tell me once, which was, I think is a great line. He was he was he was it was his first film. And a lot of trouble, a lot of problems, a lot of, you know, drama on, on the film. And in the midst of all this chaos, he pulls me aside and he says, you know what's funny about this, Benz? No one's going to remember anything about this. No one's going to know anything about what goes on behind the scenes. All they're going to remember is what was captured in the camera. And that was his way of remaining focused on the, on the task at hand, right? So for me, that part, the part where the red light is on, uh, you know, the part where just before they say action and just before they say cut, everything in between will always be fun for me. I'll always, I'll always, treat. for me, that's always a treat. I'll, I'll always feel like a, like a little kid, like a kid in a candy store, right? To be able to use your imagination and to, and to enter into someone else's shoes, into the, another psychology, into another situation that you may, you may never, you may never get to, you know, uh, grab someone in a headlock and literally break their neck in real life. But you right. can do that on, you know, you know I may never uh, get to, you know, be a, a piano player, you know, like an expert, uh, but on a film I can. Right. So to me, that part will always be fun at the joy. And to me, the joy, uh, it, it, uh, it outweighs all the work and all the hardship and all the no's that you have to endure in order to get yes. So, that 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 little moment, it's not always long, but that moment of being able to enjoy it in between, like, you know, after action and just before cut, that part is amazing. And that's that to me is what I always stay focused on. If ever there are, you know, difficult times, remember why you started the game. And I think that's part of being grounded back to, you know, meditation and back to understanding that, you know what, things may not always go to what you want, but you can control how you react to what's happening to you. And I think that's helps you become a more well-rounded person. Yeah, well said. Um, I, I want to I want to hop over because I think I mean it's it's crazy the amount of questions we have that have uh, popped up here. I see some more coming to us. So we got to answer. They they want to know, man. This is not this is a live uh, live rendition. People get to you know ask on the spot what they want to see. Kind of like Twitch. Man. I got to get you on Twitch. We got to show you how Twitch works. That's the right. that's the future, man. That's where that's where it's at. But uh, let's go. Let's take well, this is a cool one. Since it's your industry, what is your what is your favorite movie? I seen a couple people actually ask this so that i would love to know give me a couple of your favorites all right so it's it's funny you say that i have a top 100 list <laughs> oh, wow. and, I, and i regularly frequent the list and watch a movie on the list from the past or from the present to make sure that it's still in my top you keep so, it make sure the list so is the current. okay yeah on the show it's still on there right all right um so i recently watched my what i thought was my favorite movie i watched again uh it's a movie called Memento mm. uh, with Guy Pierce. It's, yep. uh, it's not uh, it was a pretty big movie, but not a lot of people know about it. But it's it's Memento, uh, and I watched it again, and it still for me is a film that I struggle to understand. Uh, I struggle to make to make sense of the of the choices of the characters and of the filmmakers, and I and I still have questions for them. I think those are for me the most interesting projects are the ones that that you can still watch. 15 years later and, and remember, wow, I had this feeling when I watched it the first time. I was also in this movie. Uh, I watched it and uh, Joe Pantaleano. 
Uh, it's all coming to me now. And it's like, uh, and I still love it. So my favorite movie of all time is Memento. Uh, that that's a uh, that's uh, updated up up to two weeks ago. So unless something else comes up, Memento is number one for now. All right, there you go. That's yeah, that's definitely a big time movie. I think most people have probably heard of that. Um, but yeah, it's not it, it that that's a uh, try to think. I saw it. Yeah, how many? What year was that? Was that was in that was a while ago now, right? Two thousand early two thousands or something. Yeah, I think early two. It's been a while. Yeah, but great film for sure. Um, all right. Do you, someone asked, do you play poker live? What upcoming events are you planning to play? We already talked about this, guys. He is, has not played poker, but I know you were. You said you would consider getting into it a bit. Maybe we'll see you in Montreal at a playground poker coming up here, possibly. Um, let's. Uh, I'll just answer that one since we, we did talk about that already. Another one from Cubans. Why you wanted to quit your job before you got the Baptiste role. Is that, I don't know if that's a referencing something. Is that true even, or, but someone, oh. is that, is, is there anything to that? Did you? Oh want to yeah. That? Okay. So it is, it's, it's funny because I've been running this game for, for a long time. And I, I finally got a variety mentioned because of overwatch. Uh, so basically the big spread in variety where I explain, you know, um, how, I, how, how, you know, we end up accepting this role of Baptiste, right? At first, we weren't going to take the role because at the beginning, they don't tell you, hey, it's Overwatch. This is going to be great, and you're going to be famous, and Variety is going to write about you. They just send you some lines, and they ask you if you want to read it. So you don't really know what it is. Right. So my manager kept saying, hey, what is it? What is this? But it's a lot of confidentiality. They don't want to tell you. When, and then they, you know, they kept going through the process or whatever the case may be. And then when, we found, when we're getting closer, my manager like, listen, we need to know. What is it? Because we don't know if we want to go down this road, you know, he's very, you know, my client's very busy and all this stuff. So in that, I think that's what the person's referencing that I almost didn't take the role. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, in this game, in, this, in that voice side, you don't really know what you're, you know, what you're going for. So that's the reason why. But once we were told, we literally had to be told, listen, don't pass this up. This is big. This is Overwatch. Like those words had to be said. And then, you know, I didn't know what it was, but my manager knew. And that's when he sat me down and had a little talk with me and said, listen, we're going to we're going to accept this role. That's, that's <laughs> so awesome. that's how that happened. That's really cool. Um, what what is or actually okay, a couple here? How has Overwatch changed your life and what project is up next? OK, so I think we touched upon how it changed my life a little bit earlier. I mean, you drop a video, a little clip online and get a hundred thousand views you're like oh wow okay this is this is not like it was before right so the fandom uh and the the intensity the ferocity with which they enjoy the game is something that if you don't live it i mean you may never get that i mean it's amazing so to me that's that's the major change is that people actually outside of all the movies i've done and all the tv shows just for the voice they're like we're fans of you now we follow you now now we want to see you know what other stuff you've been in uh that's that's amazing and that's kind of like that what the 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 other residual effect of of of, of being in this game is that those are like you know adrenaline rushes you know when people are like you know you go to a con like i went to my to my first con a couple weeks ago and it's like to see the faces of like you know eight-year-old kid who's like i can't believe it's you Right. That's amazing. Right. Not only, I mean, the money and the fame and all that is great, but when you can act, when you, when you see the impact up close of this kid has been playing this game, he's been hearing my voice as he's you know, been playing Baptiste and now he gets to hear me live. 
and seeing line. It's like the most amazing. It's almost like a kid meeting his favorite athlete, right? It's it's kind of like that feeling, right? So yeah, absolutely. I'm very happy and grateful that we ended up taking this gig and that uh, the good people at Blizzard finally told us what it was about. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, let me ask you a question. When you sign autographs, how do you sign? Baptiste or your name? Or it depends on what fan it is. I mean, I sign a name um, and then I sign, you know, I let them know what it's about. So if if if, if it's Baptiste, then, you know, give them a little Baptiste or, uh, or a little Baptiste or, you know, uh, let them know what it's about. But sometimes I might sign for something else because there might be other, another TV show or another film. But recently I've been signing a lot of Baptiste autographs, man. My signature, I got it down pat. Got I could sign for days now. I got a technique down pat. I don't even get tired or nothing. I'm ready to go. You're ready to knock them out. I like it. I like it, man. All right. Um, that's cool. So, yeah, so different different signatures. That's important. Um, what is the most challenging role you have done to date? Uh, um, <laughs> the most so – somebody whispering something over here. Uh, the most challenging role. Okay. So that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good question. I would say um, – I would say the most challenging role. I did a, I did a, a TV show called 19-2, which uh, a lot of people are familiar with in Canada sp- specifically, um, where I was playing an alcoholic. And, you know, there's, there's, not, there's, there's only a few things in life that are, as an actor, that are really, really hard to do. Playing blind is, is, is very hard. I'm actually on a TV show. Uh, I have a guest spot on a TV show called In the Dark, uh, where the lead character is a blind, uh, a blind woman who is trying to solve a crime. It's on the CW. So that, that's actually a show that's on right now that just started a couple weeks ago. People can binge watch the first few episodes and make sure to catch me. Uh, I got like a few episodes in there. And that's so that's playing blind is very difficult. And, and I give a lot of props for that. Uh, Perry Matfield, uh, really amazing job. Uh, the other thing that's really difficult to do when you learn this in theater school is to play, uh, you know, because what you're essentially doing is you're trying to pretend as though you're not inebriated. I mean, as the actor, you're trying you're not inebriated, just like you would if somebody, if a cop tried to stop you and give you a breathalyzer. You don't right. act like you're drunk. You're trying to act like you're not drunk. Right. So to me, that whole, it, it was very interesting to sort of, to find the balance uh, to figure out how to play where it's believable that you are, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, like I said, like, you know, you're, 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 you're not drunk, but you're hungover. So you're hungover, you're still kind of drunk. So to me, that was difficult. Yeah, it sounds challenging because it's like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, I get that. That's hard to, it's like almost like inception where you're like this, but then trying to redo this. And it's, that that sounds, I'm trying to even, yeah, that's complicated. It's complicated. So, you know, when, when, when I was going to, on that, the first time, I remember the first time I was going to play a really, really drunk scene in that TV show, I sort of took a page out of uh, method acting. And I decided that I would take it one step further. And I said, you know what, let me let me have a couple of shots. A couple of shots led to more shots, led to I was actually feeling nice, right? Mm-hmm. And so the director kept asking me, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I can do all of it. Because I was I went too too deep in it. So I was and that's how terrifying it is, you know. So that's definitely the most challenging, challenging role that I've had so far. 
All right. Well, I, that was that. There's another question. What is your toughest role? So that we'll just cover that. That's basically it. Sounds like same question. Uh, someone asked about your relationship with poker. I'll let you. I mean, we already have covered this. There is there. This is the, yeah, that's why I have a YouTube channel. Jeff Gross Poker. I decided to do a channel. Jeff Gross Podcast started from not like just started out of nowhere because I didn't want to limit it to poker. And there is no connection to poker yet. But we might get we might uh, we might mess. Around. I got a table in the background. If you're in Miami ever, you want to come play, we can play. Montreal, I got it. We playground poker, so we'll see. But currently, there's no relationship. I, I, I like our chances in the well, future. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in Miami soon. One in a in a in a very short time, I'm gonna be in Miami. So don't make promises you can't keep. Now, listen, it's open. To Watch you, out. Just tell you. me, give me a more than ten hours notice, and we'll we'll have it set up for you. No problem. I just, All right. Can't, that's you, why can't, ten hours. you can't just show up and then you know hit me on one second notice. But ten hours plus and whatever you want, we'll take you out to dinner. We'll play some poker. We'll hang out. Whatever you want. I'm here in Miami. I'll host you for anything. Uh, someone else is asking: Is Ben's your real name? It's a great okay. name, but is yeah. So yeah, so Ben's is short for Rubens. Okay. So it's R- so it's R U B B E S, and then I just you know once I started acting, I said hey, it'd be cool you know to just have a little name you know uh, that had a little a little flavor to it. So then I, I dropped the R U and just went with Ben's. All right, that uh, makes sense. Cool. That's a sick, yeah. sick name. I love. It's a really cool name, Ben's Antoine. Okay. Just, it sounds make believe, man. It sounds make believe, but it's real. It's just abbreviated. I like it. Um, how? Let's see. How many? I think there's an translation issue, but how many is like being a character in a video game? I guess many. They're basically saying, how is it like to be a character? In a video game, do you have many fans? I mean, we've been talking about this the whole time. It sounds like a crazy amount of fans. Like, this is a, like a real serious following of a game. So, like, how would you say doing this from what you had? I mean, you got people that know you act and do things. But now, I mean, this is like, a, like you're adding like a whole nother category. Like, now you were yeah. an actor. You had a, you did movies. But now you're in like, a, you know, the video game world is insane. And the amount of... It's amazing, you know. Yeah. It's amazing because, you, know, you know, we start this game hoping... To, hoping to be involved in projects that people care about. So, you know, that's essentially what Overwatch has afforded me is, is to be part of something so, so um, powerful that people are so passionate about it. And so, of course, being a part of that is, is just amazing. So uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing. And thank God. Thank God we said yes. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's yeah man that, that sounds like it sounds like quite a swing quite a break i'm just trying to imagine the the you, you being going from the process of having no idea of like just oh like doing this thing because how many people tried out there were hundreds of people more who were cast for this and then it kept going down to down to five down to three and then you got the part so yeah. i mean it's one of those things where you know you just you literally had no idea you just said oh okay i'll do this and you don't even know what overwatch is into where it is i mean that's a that's a crazy swing i mean that's like imagine if we if we had actually turned it down and then i had to watch somebody that i know <laughs> wave that i'm riding right now yeah, that, that's that's nope. that's a that's a wild that's a wild swing. Um, all right, so we so that that's uh, he is the how okay. So we answered that. We answered that. What other characters have you done? Have you never? You haven't. This this is your first. Would you be open? Like, is is there an exclusivity? I don't know how that works. Like, you're. I mean, you're, this is like a big role. 
and that you have now Overwatch a character is that could you, have you thought about doing other roles in, in these type of things is there how does that work is there exclusivity in, in like terms of other games or things you can't do or is this like is this a whole new world now is this like wow like I'm an actor I do videos TV I now I'm a character in a video game you know it's to me it's sort of like voiceovers and in, in uh, animations you see some monster stars personalities doing voices and things I mean it's similar you're you're doing voices in a video game but it's like a different genre so is this something you think you might get more into now or just kind of see how it goes? You know what? I, every opportunity gets um, evaluated and we try to figure out, you know, if it's something that we should do. So obviously this is just another, another, another avenue for us to take. Uh, and it's been amazing. We've had a lot of offers uh, as a result of Overwatch. And uh, unfortunately, we cannot do them all because we're obviously, you know, a lot of, I have a lot on my plate. Uh, but definitely, as, as far as great opportunities go, we're definitely looking for the great opportunities. And that, that's what it's about, man. Whether it's a voice opportunity or whether it's a play, uh, which, I, which I've never done since I was in school. But it's something I'd love to tackle one day. Uh, or whether it's a film or a TV show. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be well-rounded as an artist. So we're definitely looking for those opportunities. But uh, we can't do them all, unfortunately. So thank you for the offers. We have to still... Regardless, we've still got to be selective. Absolutely. Oh, this is a great question that I'm curious as well. What is the biggest difference between preparing for a movie and preparing for a video game role? Um, you know what? I mean, there's some differences. What I, the, 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 the thing about video game, when I didn't realize, because I've never done it, I never knew that nobody was going to talk back to me. So if, you, if I have a line, if I say, Hey, Jeff, what's going on? And you're not going to respond to me. Hey, I'm good, Benz. How are you? Right. So now I have to generate the energy. I've been, hey, Jeff, what's going on? Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. So I, nobody, yeah. nobody told me that. So I had, to, I had to learn that literally in the booth with the headphones on. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. All right, great. So now I'm like, I'm going through my mind trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. And so that, that was tough, you know. Uh, of course, you don't have to prepare anything visually, right? So you don't necessarily have to, you know, have your hair a certain way or dress a certain way or look a certain way. That's cool. But then on the flip side, you have to have your voice has got to be ready for two, three, four, five hours of work. Do, do you do you which when you, is when not, you do the when you do the the voice for Overwatch? Are you do you go into a studio? I would imagine, or it's not something you don't do at your house. Is that you, you fly no, somewhere? No, no. Are you, yeah, so you go into the studio and you have like maybe a hundred lines, to, you know, to do, and you know they're gonna ride you until they get it right. And that's another thing too, because it's all in the voice and all in the line. The the level of precision is heightened. So you might have a line that says three words, you know, uh, how are you? They don't want you to say how are you. They want you to say how are you or right. how are you. It's really, and so that's, you know, yes, we know these things uh, regardless of the, of the medium, regardless of whether it's TV or film, you do those things. But on a, on a voice-specific job, of course, it's, 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 it's times a thousand because that's right. what it is. They're very, they were very good in terms of walking me through that, the level that they were looking at. They're like, no, don't make it about this. Make it about that. So that, that was that was fun and challenging and nerve wracking all at the same time. But that that is definitely uh, one of the major differences between, you know, obviously being on camera where you got to be, you know, visual. You have to sort of uh, make sure that you're on point. And then the other thing is 
you have to, uh, for voice, you have to sort of make sure your voice is ready to go for unlimited amount of hours that they need you. You know, makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm gonna, I need to run to get let someone in this uh, door real quick. Let me just ask this question. Hey. Let you answer this while I run for 10 seconds. Um, how were your beginnings as a rapper? And the, the question is before the performance. So I, I don't know if they're talking about preparation. Maybe you could just touch a little bit more. How did that become of uh, the process where you guys started? Uh, uh, the, you said it was you and two other buddies became yeah. your rappers. So t- talk. How did that come to fruition? How did that happen? Whose idea was it? Like, how did you guys, you know, how did that come about? And maybe talk a little bit about the experience. Like, how long did you do that? Um, you know, and then was it tough to break when it was time to end? Was it a mutual decision or did you guys just kind of go your separate ways? Or was, you know, give me a little more on that. Cause that seems like it was a couple of years of your life and an interesting so, yeah, time. So the, 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 the freshman was uh, conceived during um, our first year of university. So, freshman year and so uh we decided to do this thing um and but but when we realized that it wasn't really going to bring that money then we said okay listen or well, everybody eat every man for himself and you've got to make sure to be able to, to to carve a career for yourself so we did the rapping for a few years i would say like maybe four years of you know doing demos and meeting with producers and going down to new york and meeting with labels to finally get a deal and then you know did some sh- and, and went on tour and, and, and met some cool people. So all that stuff happened. But for me personally, I wasn't, I knew that I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't at the right place, even though it was the adrenaline rush was amazing. It, I knew, knew music had changed. Music was changing so fast. You know, at that time, uh, Snoop Dogg was, you know, coming out of the, of the West Coast and Warren G and Nate Dogg. And so the rap was becoming another thing. And we were in Canada trying to, we, we were still rapping like old school, like, oh, like a little, like the R&B rap. So it was yeah. changing. So it was changing by the time we got a deal to when we got released. That's music. And I think that because uh, I didn't feel that it was the right fit for me. Uh, and so everybody, you know, every man for himself, uh, they're all doing great, though. One of them is a film producer, believe it or not, ironically. Uh, one of them is a film producer. And uh, the other guy, uh, the third member of the group, uh, he's just living his family life with his children and his wife. So it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing to see 15, 20, 25 years later how everybody sort of, you know, we're, we're, we're still in touch, but everybody's in their lane. So uh, it's definitely cool. If anyone wants to look it up on YouTube, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a treat. I'm going to, I'm going to pull that up, man. I will look at that today. I want to, I want to see it. Um, so when is the last time someone mistook you for LL, I guess LL Cool J, does that ever happen? You ever got that? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, not anymore because, you know, technically we both got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? I, I didn't, bigger. I didn't see that. Now I see it a bit. I can see it. Yeah. Back, I mean, I think with a hat on, you know, right now, you know, when he has, when he has no hat on, he has like a he has a certain style, but when he was younger and he had a hat on, and then I was younger as well, and I had a hat on, then it would be like, oh, and you're a rapper, and I think I also sounded like him because I actually enjoy him as a rapper a lot. I think he's one of the, the greatest of all time, yep. and so I think all of that played into it as well. Another guy that people used to always say that I would sound like or look like is uh, is uh, Shaggy. Shaggy okay. used to have the big hair, and I had the big hair. And, you know, I've actually signed autographs as Shaggy, believe it or not. People were so believing that it was Shaggy. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not me. Yeah. But they're thinking I'm saying, no, 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 no autographs. 
So I've actually signed Shaggy autograph. So anybody out there, if they, if they, you know, sorry about that. I had to, I had to, I was trying to tell them, but they didn't believe. So I signed it and, uh, and they wouldn't even tell me. They'd say stuff like, can you do it? Can you do it? I'm like, do what? Can you say it? I'm like, say what? And you know his famous line, right? What's that? You know his famous line? No. Mr. Lover Lover. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. okay. Of course. Lover. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I know so that saying. If, that you know, I, a few times. So if, actually, if I had a nickel for every time I signed a shaggy autograph, man, I'd have some change. That's a tough spot because you don't want to do something unethical, but you don't want to make, you know, you're kind of, it's like you're doing him a disservice if you don't. Like if people are going to say, man, Shaggy's an asshole if you just never do, but then you're kind of like, you know, that, that's funny, man. That is funny. I like, I like it. Um, I I don't know if you want to talk about this because again, I don't know how much involved you are in the storyline or immersed, but we got a, we, it looks like an overwatch type question. Like where do you want Baptiste to go from here story-wise? And what does he think of Sombra? And again, this is foreign language to me so i don't know if that rings a bell to you or if you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. basically um well we have I, I i personally have no say over what happens next right uh but i think baptiste and sombra uh which is another character on the show on the on the on the game i think that uh it would be good if they you know you know i don't want to say but you know right. all right i get where you're good. going with it i see baptiste and sombra you know i think that uh i think me and her the, the voice actress carolina Ravasa. i think that we need to we need to get together and uh and try to work this synergy so that baptiste and sombra can you know can no. make some things happen all right i get what you're saying i get it so you're you're in tune to what's going on and what you want to see happen i like that uh do you plan on going to twitchcon this is from Ais willis three well, thank you very much, Ais Willis 3, because we had never heard of it before. But because of you now, we're going to go out there and go get them. So TwitchCon, if you're listening, I'm right here. I don't know when the thing is, but whenever it is, make sure you bring me down. They know how to reach me. Reach Jeff. Reach Josh. Make it happen. Let's go. Let's get Ben's to TwitchCon. I've been to it. It's a very special experience, and uh, you would love it. So I, I know it's uh, there's there's a bunch of them. They have them in, uh, over in Europe as well as here in the U.S., usually in California somewhere coming up. So we'll find information on that. That would be – I think you would get a kick out of that. Um, so there you go. Will, will I eat Willis 3? It is on the table, possibly going to come. What about – what games do you play? Do you play any video games or other games, sports? Like I guess uh, if you do – do you play? Do you shoot some hoops? Do you do play oh. hockey? You're a Canadian oh. guy, so like, what's your what's I'm, your games? I, I don't. I, I'm not a gamer at all, so I don't play any video games. I played Overwatch, uh, and I have to get good at it. That's another thing on my list. So on my list, I have poker. I can whip your ass, and then I have Overwatch, so I can whip everybody's ass. All right. right. Um, in terms of, <laughs> yeah, I love all sports. Uh, I play. I play, uh, I play uh, basketball. I mean, I love that. Um, but you know, it's funny. I, I prefer to watch, for example, my favorite sport to watch would be maybe football, but my favorite sport to play would be basketball. So I don't, I don't really love to watch the same things that I love to play. Right. Um, and boxing, I love boxing, but I don't want to, I don't want to box myself. So, um, yeah, so I, I sort of try to get into it. I have to sort of figure out a way to stay in shape. Uh, I'm not in, I'm not in Jeff Gross shape. Um, listen, but, uh, I got ba- daddy body going now. I'm, I'm on my way down. I got to get back in the gym, man. It's it's hard. It's hard out there with the kid. There's no sleep, but I appreciate the compliment. I, I don't know if I would go all the way and say that, but thank you for that. I, I want to stay in shape is important, man. It is. It's hard. There's only so much time in the day, but it's uh, it gets harder and harder, it seems so. 
but but it's a nice compliment for you for me thank you for saying that um uh i wanted to ask you as well what led you to accept the role of baptiste sounds like you had some good help and you were kind of unclear about what it was and you said you're very glad you did it obviously but what 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 was something that led you to that like it seems so random considering that's not it hasn't been your portfolio doing these type of roles before. So is there anything that led you or was it just kind of luck that your, your manager, your team brought it to you and you, you nailed it? Or was there anything that, you know, it's funny because my my manager is the one who, you know, he brought the audition to me and he's like, you know, we were for, for some, for some other job. Like I said, it was a long list of auditions and I I was getting ready to leave. And he's like, Oh yeah, there's another thing here. This other video thing. You want to read for that? And I was like, whatever. What do you think? Like, you know, whatever, you know, that, that, that's if saying it out is trippy, right? And that's how, that's how we were. We're like, yeah, whatever, sure, whatever. And then we you know we you know sat down, uh, did the thing, and didn't think about it. So uh, definitely, uh, it just goes to show that when something is is meant for you, I mean, it'll be there for you. You know, you just have to trust. You're always on interview. You're always on interview. Do your best and good things can happen. Talk me through that process a bit. Like, let's just, like, I I know you, we're already, uh, I just want to kind of go, because I think this is super fascinating. So give me the prop. You get, let's just say, um, it gets presented to, hey, I think you should do this. This is called Overwatch. You say, I don't know what that is. If you think I should do it, I'll do it. You do it. Let's just call it, um, say May 1st. So let's just put a timeline on it. Like you, yeah. how, from start to finish till you got the role and you were mm-hmm. actually, did you, you flew somewhere to do the voiceovers and all that. How long did it take from you when they, when they told you let's audition until you got the role? How, how long a process was that? Um, I would say that is uh, about a month and a half, I would say about a month and a half. So it was like, uh, you know, general audition. Uh, we, we don't know. We don't. We didn't know it was Overwatch. We didn't know the name. It was just some other fake name. And then we, and then we read it. And then, uh, and then we didn't hear about it. And then about a week after that, or ten days after that, they're like, "Hey, listen, you know, we want you to come in, uh, you know, for a second, for a second audition." And my manager's like, "Well, you know, he's very busy. I don't know. Like, well, he's not in town. I mean, what, what, like, what is this, right? Oh, this is the thing. Blah blah blah. All right, cool. Uh, listen, you know, we don't know. Then they carried on without me." Brought the number down to, you know, whatever. I think they started at 100 and something. Then they brought it down, and they kept bringing it down, but we never, we were no longer involved in the process. We were like, okay, we don't know what not really, might not be going forward with this. And then that's when my manager kept asking questions. What is it we need to know? Because if you want our full attention, yeah. we need to know what's going on. So it was because of him, technically, that, you know, instead of just saying, I don't want to do it, he's like, I need to know. And that's when they, you know, I blizzard um, called and said, listen, this is, this is what it is. It's and, and, and once you get, once they say, Hey, you got the part, do you negotiate a contract right there? Or is it, is it like, all right, come out here. Where, where were the studios? Where, was it in California or New York? Where did you do the, they're, they're based, they're based in California. I did most of my sessions in New York okay. and I did some in Montreal. So they were very accommodating. They were like, listen, wherever you are, cause it was pilot season and it's a very busy time for an actor. So to me, uh, they were very accommodating, uh, and they were like, "Listen, wherever you're going to be, uh, we'll we'll make it happen there." So I ended up doing probably uh, I'd say probably eighty percent of them in New York, and then twenty uh, percent of them in Montreal at, at, at the actual original studio that actually was the one that was pushing, you know, to sort of figure out a way to how to get a Montreal-born uh, person onto Overwatch, which is I believe I am the first uh, Canadian of all the thirty heroes actually be on the show 
So very, very, very big, big shout out to uh, to uh, the studio. Uh, uh, what is the studio called again? I mean, the casting director is uh, her name is Hélène Rousse for the French people. Hélène Rousse, uh, give her a big shout out because uh, uh, it, it's technically that's that's the studio, man. That's where it happened. That's amazing. That is it's very cool. I think I think we have we went through a bunch of the questions. I'm gonna. Take a look one more time here on Instagram, but you know, Ben's. I really do appreciate the time. I think this is uh, this is something that's fun because, yeah, we're. You, it sounds like I don't know when exactly you're in Miami, but hopefully, if it, you said relatively soon, I'm here until May 20th, where I'll be in Montreal for a week. So I, no, I'll see you in Montreal first. I'll see you in Montreal first. I'll be, you know, I'll I'll evaluate your game a little bit to try to steal some tricks. Then I'll get ready, and then I'm coming. I'm gonna whoop you on your table. That wow. table right, right there. here. You want to come? You want to come right here? We can do it. We can we can turn it on. We can go live and play. It's gonna be heads up, baby. Heads we can, up. We can do it. I'm I'm not gonna say no. I will not say no to you. Maybe maybe my uh, my calling is in acting or, or you know voiceovers, and maybe you're a poker player. We don't know it yet until we both try it. So why don't we try? We'll both do a little of each is uh, each is uh, strength, and then we'll go from there. But I, I really do. I appreciate the time. I wanna. We we got three giveaways. I want you to click the button. I want you to tell me when we're giving a. Party Poker's giving away three $22 tickets to the KO series based on the tweet. This is a retweet giveaway. So all the people that retweeted and let us know that we're live, we had a, we had a, a good bit of them that retweeted and asked questions. So I'm going to have you tell me when. And three people are going to win $22 ticket to, to uh, fire on Party Poker's KO series. So I'm going to let you tell me when. You just tell me when to hit the button. We're going to do three winners and courtesy of you and Party Poker. So tell me, uh, just tell me when. He's got oh, he's boom. There's one. We got Peter Kasai. You just banked the $22 free roll ticket. That's what you know what I'm talking about, Benz. I want to do free rolls. When we play poker, I'm gonna give you a free roll. That's the best thing. You can't lose win-win situations, man. That's what's happening right now. We're giving away three of these. I'm gonna put you in the same spot when we play. We'll have some fun and make sure there's no risk for you. How about that? That seems like the good way to do it, right? You can't argue with that. It's hard to no, you can't say you're getting hustled when you can't lose. So that's that's one. Uh, let's do it. Tell me when number two. Tell me when to, to fire it. Boom. There's number two. And Serhai Mascano. Probably messing that name up, man. But nice. Uh, you got number two. And then we're gonna have one more courtesy of Ben's Antoine guys from Montreal live giving his time today about an hour and a half on the podcast he might be have to be a multiple guest we may in Miami play a little do a little stream for you or have a little content when we play poker we're going to do one more giveaway and then we're going to let Ben's run and uh, really do a really really fun conversation I definitely learned some stuff and and I think uh, we got some research to do I want to check out your rap group I want to check out your brother's music and you know and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll link up in Montreal but tell me when for the third and final giveaway for today tell me when to click it and then we'll uh we'll ride off in the sunset with a success shout out to bean town i'm coming through bean town i'm in your town in a, in a few hours all right, all right here you go here we um go. now Boom. That's the third and final one. Adam Parsons going to bank a $22 ticket for free. I love it. We got giveaways. We got fun. We're learning. We're interacting. We're doing it all. We're here with Ben's Antoine, guys. Give him a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Check out his IMDb. He has a very storied career with over 100 appearances for TV, television, and movies. Some really cool roles. And now known as Baptiste on Overwatch. It is, uh, it's, it's crazy how life works. Things 
transition and happen fast. So congratulations on all your success. I look forward to meeting you in person in Montreal or here in Miami, either way or both. And Ben, thanks for the time, man. We'll catch up with you very soon and uh, keep crushing it. I appreciate it, man. Great job. Looking forward to meeting you. You as well. Ben's Antoine, everyone. Thanks again. And of course, the podcast will be on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you want to listen to a podcast. It's all getting done digitally remastered. We got this all getting uploaded. Uh, that'll start rolling out. We have about, this is number 18 podcast. None of them are up there yet, but they're all going up as we speak. So keep an eye. If you want to listen just to the audio versions of this podcast and others, they will be there. And uh, we really do thank Ben's for his time. And we'll see you guys on the next edition of the podcast, I believe Friday afternoon with Elliot Rowe. So we'll see you guys. Have a great day. And thanks again to Ben's over in Montreal for his time. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.